0: Welcome to the Big O Show. Hey, feeling good, like I should. Been in Durban, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got the sunshine on my Sunday bed. Ass, yeah. Hello, and welcome back to the Big O Show podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Anka. Remember, you can listen to The Big O Show every Monday and Wednesday. Monday is your Monday morning motivation. Get your um, week started off on the right note. This past week, I had my good friend Derek Westbrook uh, tell his uh, sports history, sports experience, and uh, talked a little bit about his time at Baylor as the associate director of fan engagement and dealing with all the craziness that that entails. So uh, be sure to check that out. Today's episode is your midweek sports update, Uh, give you all the latest uh, news and headlines that's happened in sports in the last several days to give you a little bit more bite-sized, digestible um, headlines and topics that are the biggest things that either I found uh, interesting or I want to pass along to you guys. So I appreciate you guys uh, for checking out the podcast and let's go ahead and jump right in. Starting in the NFL, this past Monday most rookies reported to mini camp uh with their teams that they either got drafted to uh back in April, May or teams that uh you know signed you as a free agent. They uh, reported on Monday, started Monday, most of them reported. If they didn't report Monday, they reported on the 21st, Tuesday. Um, quarterbacks and injured players can report starting on the 23rd and all other players will join the team on the 28th now obviously this is a new format a little bit different than normal Uh, there is usually a rookie minicamp back in May after after uh, the draft but that obviously was halted because of coronavirus so now we are fast forwarding into um, the hopeful season that is to come Uh, well late Sunday night led by jj watt drew Brees, russell wilson richard sherman and many many more players uh, there was a calculated um, attack some would say others would just say calculated social media post or chain of posts with using the hashtag we want to play and i want to read uh, a little bit of it to you guys J.J. J. Watt was the uh, first of these athletes to post and he's kind of spearheading this whole uh, campaign. J.J. Watt obviously is the defensive end for the Houston Texans. Most people know him and respect his opinion. So I'll go ahead and uh, read you what he wrote on Sunday night on his Instagram. He said, Once again, in the interest of keeping everyone, players and fans, as informed as possible, here's an updated list of what we as players know and don't know as the first group sets to report to training camp tomorrow. Like I said, this was posted on Sunday. Uh, Most rookies reported on Monday. So he says, we want to play. We want to be as safe as possible. The NFL can mandate that players show up to training camp regardless if any agreement has been reached between the NFL and the NFLPA. We still have not been granted the full and proper training camp acclimation period necessary as recommended by the medical and training staff. We still don't know if there will be daily testing, every other day testing, etc. And we still don't know if there will be a preseason game or preseason games at all. We still don't know how a positive COVID test will be handled in regards to others in close contact in the huddle directly engaged with one another, etc. A strong and fair opt out clause for those at high risk, uh, for those with family members at higher risk that have still not uh, been agreed upon. If players do not show up on time, they can be fined or considered in breach of contract even if health and safety protocols have not been agreed upon or infectious disease emergency response plans have not been approved we want to play now i read that in its entirety because it obviously carried weight if you've heard the news uh shortly after that was released on monday the nfl was open to discussion uh because just like that post said you know we talked about the nfl had all the time in the world when this whole pandemic started you know baseball and basketball especially basketball because they were in the middle of their season baseball was about to start but football you know that was a fall sport we had plenty of time but obviously time uh there was not enough of it you know so i applaud uh jj watt like i said russell wilson richard sherman and all the other players that use that hashtag we want to play because what it did was force the nfl's hand you know if you have a bunch of jimmy lippards and backup guys they don't really play much say that they're going to sit out or publicly try to put a black eye on the nfl you know nothing's really going to change it takes it takes star power unfortunately to move the needle and to get people's attention and that's exactly what happened and since that happened uh the nfl has decided to cut all preseason games which was a huge concern for players saying that they think it's too soon to play hopefully you know in September will be a little further along in a month and a half. That's the hope. Obviously, no one has a crystal ball to know that for sure. um, But that's the hope, like I said. So the NFL came out and uh, has agreed to cut all preseason games. Remember, they've already eliminated it down from four to two. The purpose of that was with them playing the second and third week of the preseason, allowing them to have a two-week gap before the regular season in case a player or multiple players or a team was highly infected and would have to quarantine right so that was the point of that but they've scrapped that all together so they may allow some inter squad scrimmages uh, potentially even um, scrimmages with uh, close proximity teams such as Tampa and Miami uh, Houston and the Texans um, the Chargers and the Rams you know, and teams like that. But that hasn't been officially agreed upon. That's just kind of speculation. People are assuming that that kind of thing's going to happen. Um, the NFL was also originally going to just test every couple of days. And they weren't really specific. They were very vague with their answer and how they were going to test players, which obviously players are looking out for themselves, their family, and other players that don't have that voice, like I said. Um, So the NFL came out and said that they will test every single day for the first two weeks of training camp until the uh, infected or positive rate gets under 5%, at which point in time they will switch to testing every other day. So talking about using your power, your voice for good, um, like I said, I just want to applaud JJ Watt and all those players that use that hashtag and use their voice for good. Um, Switching over to something not so good. Uh, The current owner of the Washington football team, remember they retired the Redskins team mascot uh, as of last Monday, and Dan Snyder is uh, receiving heavy, heavy pressure uh, to change and to make a swift change, not only with the team name, but also within the personnel and uh, specifically the HR department. There were 17 cases of sexual assault from women being affected by men that were employed uh, in some type of leadership role under the Washington uh, Redskins, and I don't know what uh, power you know Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, can actually do. You know he can't force somebody to sell a team, but he can lay he can make you know their life uh, a living hell, in lack of better words, in order to force him out, and uh, obviously. This owner has been going through a lot recently, and uh, will continue to go through a lot until sports, you know, continue and pick things up. So hopefully, you know, Dan Snyder he can wake the heck up and uh, get his head on straight. Either get his house in order or get out the house. That's where we're at at this point. You know, ignorance is not an excuse. To quote Roger Goodell, uh, whenever he handed out punishment to the New Orleans Saints with bounty gate. I assume he's going to do the same type of thing here. You can't play the innocence card and say that you owned a billion dollar franchise and you knew nothing that was going on with it. You know, if all these people that are billionaires and own these sports teams, they're usually smart businessmen. You can't be smart businessmen if you don't know what's going on in your own business. That's just my opinion. As far as fans in the stands listening to uh, Peter King, who. Uh, works for NBC he was discussing that uh, you know he thinks it's unlikely for fans to be in the stands at first and then possibly Uh, Later on in the season, you know, you could have some states that have low infection rates or those governors that have less restrictions, those states that have less restrictions will allow uh, up to possibly 25% capacity at some of these games. So you could really have a a home field advantage uh, opposed to those states, you know, that are heavily infected. Speaking of heavily infected, though, the... Uh, New York Giants, New York Jets fans, uh, they will not be in the stands at all this entire season. Their governor has come out and said that since there is a strict no public gathering event, it is not possible for Giants and Jets to have fans in their stands in the 2020-2021 football season. So if you're a fan of them, I'm sorry. That's a huge bummer. But I think they're not going to be alone. They're just the first... uh, NFL teams to come out and directly say that. And last talking point about the NFL, as of last uh, Thursday, they had a 2.5 infection rate, which like I've said before, most commissioners are saying as long as it's under 5, it's a manageable percent, and they can proceed uh, with their sports league and team. Uh, obviously, you want to get a lower percent. The lower percent's always better, but uh, like I said, as of last Thursday, it was at a 2.5%. Now before we hop over to the NBA, I want to take a quick break and tell you about how I distribute my podcast through Anchor. If you're interested in making a podcast like I did with The Big O Show, I want to tell you about the free Anchor app. It's the easiest way to make a podcast today. They have tons of creation tools that allow you to edit and record from your phone or your computer. And they handle the distribution for you so you can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back guys. Thank you for taking time to listen to that quick little advertisement for Anchor. It is uh, extremely easy to use and if you are thinking about starting a podcast or are interested, I would highly recommend it. Jumping over to the NBA. As of Monday morning, the NBA recorded a record 0% positive cases out of the 346 players and coaches that were tested uh, over the past weekend, which obviously this is a uh, Great sign that the bubble seems to be working now. Will it continue to work? No one really knows But like I said, it's a good sign that they I think they started around 3.5 maybe even 4% really really high Like I said, they like that number below five You know, it's had since gone down to two, 1% and now it's at 0% now will it stay there? I don't know but it's a good sign of what's to come. As far as your bubble update outside of your test, you know, obviously no games are happening right now. They've allowed some uh, scrimmages to occur, but they've shortened the quarters down to eight minute quarters just to uh, reduce exposure time and exposure rate in hopes to contain and eliminate this problem that is uh, at the forefront of everyone's mind. The NBA season does kick off on Thursday, July 30th with the uh, Jazz and the Pelicans playing at 5.30 and the Clippers and the Lakers playing at 8 o'clock. Remember there are eight seeding games that will determine the 16 teams that make the playoffs. And then if the nine seed is within four and a half games of the eight seed, they will have a one game playoff for that eighth and final spot. So gives a little March Madness feel like I've said before, uh, which I think is good, adds some excitement. At this point, a lot of people will just take any sports Um, They're not going to be picky, but excited that the NBA is having such positive results. You know, if any sports league is going to be successful throughout this whole process, I think it's going to be the NBA. You know, some people poke holes, no pun intended, at the bubble plan that the NBA has had, but at least they have a plan. You know, MLB teams are going to be traveling to and from. Players are still living at home. The same thing with the NFL, same thing with the NHL. You know, the NBA is the only league that has sequestered their players and personnel on one location so they can control what most people consider to be an uncontrollable situation. So I applaud Adam Silver, who's the commissioner of the NBA, and their process and hope that it can continue on uh, the path that it is on. Okay, jumping over to the MLB. The season starts... Tomorrow, Thursday night, baseball it is finally here. They've had some inter-squad scrimmages, which some people have been confused about. Uh, those weren't regular season games. Those were considered a summer camp or, uh, like I talked about with the NFL, trying to play uh, close proximity teams. You know, you had uh, the Chicago Cubs playing the Chicago White Sox, Yankees playing the Mets, uh, and things like that. Um, scheduled for Thursday, Thursday. Uh, we have the Yankees and the Nationals kicking things off for the sixty-game sprint season. Like I said, the Yankees play the Nationals at six oh eight p.m. They have uh, famous, famous now, famous Dr. Fauci throwing out the first pitch, and like I said, the season will go from there. The Giants and the Dodgers also play on opening night, Thursday, July twenty-third at nine oh eight p.m., and then uh, Friday we get a full slate of games. Also, the MLB is on a good trajectory as they've only had six cases in the last 10,548 that they have taken, which is a 0.005%, which is extremely low and is an awesome uh, number to see for pro sports fans, in particular baseball fans. Uh, The only other uh, factor, the only other question mark leading into the season outside of the quality of product Uh, is the Toronto Blue Jays. Now Toronto is part of Major League Baseball, which is a United States league, but obviously in its name you can tell that they play in Canada. They play in Toronto. Uh, The problem with that is Canada's come out as of Monday morning and said that they don't want um, the Blue Jays. They're not going to allow them to play at their home stadium and it's not because they're being mean to them directly they're just you know they've controlled toronto is at an extremely low rate as as a city and that area in canada has uh, stopped the surge you know stopped the wave and is on the downward path uh you know i think they peaked back in april as far as you know what we're talking about in numbers and uh anyways the blue jays don't have you know they don't know where they're playing and the season starts for them on Friday, they play the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they don't have a home game uh, for, I think, seven days. But still, uh, what it looks like, uh, they're going to play at a A AA or A affiliate for them or possibly even share a stadium. Uh, we're a week out, and no one really knows. So that lets you know how much uh, thought they've had or um, where they're possibly headed now, I know not many people are expecting much from the Blue Jays. You know, they're a young, young team. But still, uh, there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of other things to come. Hopefully, they're not one of those teams that, you know, bounces around between a Double AA, A, Triple A, and, um, and a shared facility. I know the problem with a shared facility, most people are saying, you know, it increases the exposure rate for that one other team that they would share a facility with. And I know also at a A AA or AAA affiliate, The weight room, video, facilities, maybe the ballpark is not at the direct regulation length that a a Major League Baseball, you know, the big show um, league needs to be at. So there's a lot of variables, a lot higher and smarter people than me uh, are trying to discuss, but as of now, they do not have a home stadium. Jumping over to the NCAA, um, not much new news. There have been no Power 5 conferences that have come out and canceled anything. Like I said, uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey uh, has stated that his concern is high to very high about the possibility of a season. He says we're running out of time, but has said that they're not going to announce until the end of July or maybe even August about their season. They have also said that they are not going to cancel any out-of-conference games. Now, obviously, that's good news for those smaller schools that are playing Florida and Alabama, Kentucky, LSU, and schools like that in the SEC, just because it allows them to get that check and help fund their program. Whereas other schools, um, other conferences, such as the Big Ten, uh, Pac-12, ACC, you know, they've said they're doing conference only. So it eliminates all those small schools um, from playing um, playing in those games like I said no other bigger conferences have uh, announced that they are canceling you do have a junior college they've officially moved their season to the springtime and you have the MEA which is uh, historically HBCU schools historically black colleges or universities uh, they've canceled all fall sports altogether which includes football obviously um, so it's going to be a mix match kind of hodgepodge season I think if we have one Like I said, at the end of the day, are people really going to complain? Obviously, if your favorite team's not playing, you will. But I assume you're still going to watch because we are starving at this point. But we're almost there. We're almost to the finish line. And, uh, you know, this fall, if, if these sports leagues can pull this off, This fall is going to be so oversaturated with sports. You're not going to be able to turn on any channel and not see a highlight, a sports game. You know, you're going to see 10 o'clock baseball games. You're going to see a Tuesday evening college football game. You know, you'll see all kinds of sports in NBA and NFL and just like an over, like I said, just an oversaturation of sports that we've all been dying from uh, which obviously I know is an over an exaggeration, but you know we've been starving from this sports for four or five months at this point to where we'll watch anything. And in other news, a LeBron James rookie card sold for a total of one point eight million dollars at an auction. Now, what's uh, noteworthy about this card? There are only twenty three of them made, and only six in mint condition. Um, this broke the record baseball card from Mike Trout that sold for $923,000, um, I think less than a month ago. So if you have any old baseball cards, football cards, sports cards in general, I would advise jumping on eBay personally and checking out the status of those. So you never know how much money you have sitting around. Like I said, we all have time. Why not check it? I just thought that was such an astronomical number. I wanted to share that with you guys. Not sure how many of you guys saw uh, the $1.8 million rookie card. I think it was sold to somebody, or somebody auctioned it from uh, Ohio, which is obviously where LeBron James is from. And in closing your midweek sports update, uh, the late great Kobe Bryant Uh, Along with a psychiatrist, I don't have her name in front of me, um, but they co-wrote a book before his passing and uh, it was released on Tuesday. It's called Geese Are Never Swans and it's uh, a kind of self-help book of uh, how young adults, teenagers can maintain their mental health while pursuing sports dreams which is an amazing thing and an awesome thing in this uh, proactive world that we're in now. The importance of mental health obviously cannot be overstated. And, uh, you know, we all miss Kobe Bryant dearly if you're a sports fan. Uh, But it's good to see that some of his works are still being used and some of his works will still be used to help uh, people in the future. And in closing, the best preparation for tomorrow is doing... And in closing, I want to leave you guys with a quote. As always, the best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. That's by H. Jackson Brown Jr. So prepare to do your best today, and that will ultimately prepare you for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow's problems. They have enough of their own. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys uh, taking time out of your Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this to check out your midweek sports update. I really do greatly appreciate it. Uh, It is my pleasure to host this show, The Big O Show. I am your host, Ryan Anka. Be sure to check out Monday's podcast, which will be your Monday morning motivation to get your week started off right. So I challenge you guys, as always, to go out there and make today the best day of your life.